Welcome back to another episode of the Oscar Rewind podcast. We're here to discuss all of the nominated films for Best Picture for every single year as we decide what truly was the best picture for each year. And of course, we're here to discuss the current year that we're working on, the 1980 Oscars for the 1979 films. We already discussed two of them. We were just about to discuss the last two films that were nominated that did not win for Best Picture, and that is going to be Apocalypse Now and All That Jazz. So we're first going to be discussing probably the more well-known film of the two, one of the films that's regarded as one of the best films ever. I believe Andrew picked this year because this film is considered to be one of the films that should have won Best Picture, but didn't. It was kind of a big upset. So we'll see if this really should have won at the end here. And that is going to be the well-known war film Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Andrea is with me. She picked this year just because she wanted to watch Apocalypse Now. And how did it live up to you, Andrea? Is this one of the most robbed films ever from winning Best Picture? Um, I've never seen Kramer versus Kramer, but yes. Um, I don't know if it's robbed or not. I, I, I was really gun ho to watch this. We ended up getting the extended version of three hours and twenty minutes rather than two hours and a half. And. Honestly, I just really come to the conclusion after this. I'm just not a war person. I'm not big on the war films. I get quite bored with them at points. Uh, just when they're blowing shit up and whatnot. <laughs> so, so it, 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 I don't know if it was robbed. I can't really say that until I see the other movie that actually won. Because right now, it doesn't sit as highly as for me as it does for some other people yeah obviously we're not big into that kind of genre you know everybody has their own preferences for certain movies and yeah you know war isn't really our thing i knew going in this was going to be a war film so i was more mentally prepared for it than andrea i believe she walked in thinking this was a zombie movie <laughs> hello which honestly, uh, I think that's awesome that you really thought that people were saying, ah, oh, the zombie movie was robbed from best picture. Like, I, I'm glad you think the Oscars would even nominate a zombie flick. Apocalypse um, sounds like... No, I don't blame you. It, something yeah. like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the, the name could fit a zombie film. Yeah, I, I don't blame you for it. I just think it's yeah. funny that, like, this is considered one of, I believe, the top 30 films of all time for, like, a lot of lists online. And I'm, I'm, I just love the idea that you, for all this time you thought, wow, there's a really well-regarded zombie flick out there. Yeah. As if, as if there'd be a well, zombie flick like that. I feel like there could be someday. I don't someday, know. yeah. Maybe. Who knows? But anyways, uh, we're here to discuss Apocalypse Now for everyone else. I'm sure you guys have either seen it or are aware that this is a war film. And the film did relatively well in the Oscars. I wouldn't say... It performed incredibly well compared to possibly Kramer v. Kramer when we get to it in a few weeks. But for Apocalypse Now, it was nominated for, obviously, Best Picture. That's why we're discussing it. It was also nominated for Best Supporting Actor, Best Art Direction, Best Directing, 
Best Editing, Best Adapted Screenplay, and it won Cinematography and Sound. So it walked away with two wins. That's fair. Yeah, so, you know, it got a lot of nominations. It really did. That was that was quite a bit. How many nominations was that there? Like nine? I guess a quick look here. It looks like it was eight. Wow. It's and nominated it for eight. only won two. Well, hey, two out of eight isn't too bad. There's movies like The Irishman that gets nominated for ten and gets nothing. Oof. That's savage. Yeah. That's pretty sad that it got nothing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a two, two for eight isn't too bad. But, you know, we'll get to it when we watch all that jazz. But that got more wins than this one. So I believe this would have been, what, the third best performing film of the year? It wasn't even the second, like people thought it was. I feel like a lot of people thought that it was Kramer v. Kramer and Apocalypse Now. Those were the two heavy hitters. It looks like the Oscars, if Kramer v. Kramer didn't come out, might have given it to all that jazz instead. It looks like they preferred that. It's just based off of, uh, it got more nominations and more wins. So, you know, uh, Apocalypse Now... Maybe it wasn't the robbed film that it was maybe perceived nowadays. Mm-hmm. But this is a well-regarded war film. And maybe we'll come to an agreement or, you know, we'll, maybe we'll come to this discussion later in the podcast. I think this is probably one of the best war films. You know, as someone that doesn't love war movies, I think this is probably one of the better ones. But um, I think us watching three hours and 20 minutes of it... Yeah put a damper on things because you know we don't really love them to begin with so to make it even longer seemed like quite a bit of a stretch for us but we trudged through it just like the the soldiers out there in the trenches we 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 trudged through this film and we watched it all but we can discuss the plot here and the film right off the bat uh even though it's very long sets up very quickly what the end goal is and that is going to be our lead character is getting sent off to war and he has a secret mission this is not going to be in any pamphlets this is not going to be announced to anybody outside of that room no one else is going to know that he is secretly going to also try and kill an old corporal like like an old uh colonel that used to be part of their side Mm -hmm. and kind of went haywire he kind of did his own thing and so this film very much is a journey um i want to say similar to the green knight of just self-reflection confronting who he is as a person and what he's going to do at the end of the movie so you know there's not a whole lot of war in this war movie it's a lot of him sitting down talking to somebody reflecting on where he is in life there's still plenty of shooting and fires and firearms but you know i wouldn't say it's as action-packed as maybe platoon or platoon's definitely more yeah, I'm trying to think of some other war films. But yeah, this one, you know, with the three hour and 20 minute runtime, it's more of a solo character and his journey to really what he's going to do at the end of this film. True. I think now that you say that, I guess it could be pretty comparable to The Green Knight. I just think with everything it had surrounding it, maybe I didn't see that at first. And I think just how long it was is what really got me overall. Um, we kind of talked about it. We really liked the production design. It was amazing. Um, it was definitely different than like now. Like it looked really good. And 
I don't know. The length is honestly, that's just what really kill, killed me. Me and you both love the production design. Mm -hmm. And looking at the nominations, it was nominated for art direction, which back then would have been production design. It didn't win it. It did not win the Covenant production design that me and you were both very impressed with. Wow. That Covenant title went to all that jazz. So, <laughs> you know. Whoa. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm not surprised because from what I remember of that film, it was pretty nice art design. Yeah. Production design, I thought, but I don't know, it's been a while, six months or something since we've watched yeah. it. Yeah, we'll definitely rewatch it for the podcast. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you guys will hear it right after we discuss this. But it is interesting that that's the one that beat out Apocalypse Now for production design, or I guess art direction, because I really thought mm -hmm. uh, Apocalypse Now, the pieces really made it look like it was the actual world. Yeah, like it really didn't feel like you were in the small contained mm -hmm. area that was like surrounded by trees. So it kind of looks like they're in the woods, but they're really kind of in this small contained set. Uh, it's like vast areas with like wreckage everywhere. Like it's not like they had like one big wreckage set piece. Like there's just destruction everywhere. I'm glad I went cinematography. Obviously, I think the cinematography in this is fantastic. I think, good. I think it's really good. It might be the best cinematography for a war film. And I think a lot of the coloring is awesome. I think the they use, nice. yeah, they use some pink smoke. Uh, and, and it does some other smoke grenades throughout the film that kind of just kept giving it a pop of color. But not even that, just the sky is always orange and red. Orange is what I remember. Orange and green. And yep. you're right, they did have some pink ones too, but orange and green overall is definitely like the theme of the film, I thought. Yeah, but well, I would say the theme is definitely the orange and red. Like there's green, trees and forests, and it pops. It's more green than most other war films. But I feel like... In this movie particular, a lot of other war films, it's green and grays and blacks. It's like muddy. Mm -hmm. It's to me really make you feel like you're like in the dirt and the grind, which, you know, it's, it's a, a good look for a war film. That's kind of how they all look, though. And so this film, even in the poster, when you look at it, it's just the sun with the orange and reds, and that's it. And I feel like this movie took a different focus on the war, and it's more about the blazing heat, right? Like, like it's just, it mm -hmm. feels hot. It feels like the whole world is burning in this land that they're at. And that's awesome. Like, it's just all reds and oranges, and it, it gives it a distinct look. I feel like if you took a shot of any war film and you just threw it out to somebody, I feel like a lot of them would blend together, right? Like, that's my, one of my issues with war films, is they kind of feel a little samey. But this one, you, yeah. you, most photos you could take from this film is very distinctly Apocalypse Now. Like, it, looks, it is very red and orange. And so I think that look to the film throughout the whole movie is pretty, pretty awesome. No. It definitely has its own distinctive look. Um... I feel like most other war films don't carry the red, the orange, the little bit of pink. Um, most of them are just like dark colors, like brown, black, green. Uh, so it definitely um, kind of takes on, it kind of like has its own characteristics, that's for sure. So was there any scenes in particular that you really enjoyed or any scenes you particularly didn't like? I think I really liked towards the end where you finally got to see him. He was literally like reaching his end goal. That's when I felt like the last 30 minutes of this film kind of flew for me. Um, 
was like you could actually see he was getting to the guy he was supposed to find. It, he at first I wasn't even sure if he was gonna go through with his mission because he seemed becoming friends with the guy, but um, I was wrong. <laughs> he definitely completed the mission. And then, you know, at the end, you see him sailing away. So, I honestly, the last 30 minutes, I actually thought, kind of picked up. It was my favorite part where you saw everything kind of take place. It was almost like the guy that was coming to kill the colonel um, kind of took almost on the same look as the colonel. But then he killed him. So, I don't know. That was my favorite part overall. Yeah, yeah, I really liked how, so he did this inner monologue with himself. There's a lot of narration, mm -hmm. and so when he's uh, trapped there, making the choice of if he's actually going to go through with killing him or not, in his head, this film is also very much a story about this man going crazy, and he, he kind of goes he kind of goes mad here, and so he keeps telling himself in his head, he's like, well, the colonel's probably just acting really strong right now because probably wants me to kill him, but he doesn't want to go out yeah. whimpering, right? Like, he wants to go out like a man. He's a soldier. This is probably what he wants. And so, obviously, I'm watching this movie, and I, I thought the entire time he wasn't going to go through with it, but obviously, in that scene, he's reasoning to himself like a crazy man. Oh, he wants me to kill him, right? Like, like I need to do it. <laughs> and so, he's reasoning to himself with this, and Andrew turns to me and goes, yeah, he's not going to do it. I was like, we totally read that speech completely differently yeah. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew saw that speech and went yeah he's not gonna go through with it I, mean, I, I don't know this is the rationale of a madman thinking oh he wants me to do it I, I, I gotta do it I gotta kill him this is what he wants I don't know I just thought that they'd become such good friends like I feel like they kind of had like at least formed a bond um but yeah I was wrong I was wrong because that speech was just him like reassuring himself that that's what the colonel wanted basically yeah, and the, the entire last 20, 20 to 30 minutes is fantastic. Like, it's definitely the best part of the film. I'm trying to think if there's anything we need to discuss before the film, like, before we get to those 30 minutes, because I don't want to brush over this film, because, you know, it's a whole three hours and 25 minutes. I feel like us just talking about the last 30 is going to be a bit of a disservice, <laughs> but... The, the ending is fantastic. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, skip ahead maybe. I think we've already hinted to the twist here. But it's really not much of a twist because it was his goal in the very first scene. And that would be him murdering the colonel. And that entire scene is fantastic where he's popping his head out of the mud. The iconic shot. And from that scene all the way to the end uh, is just electric. It's just fantastic. He follows the colonel. He's trying to hunt him down. And he's just as a silhouette. He's like this ghost. And the cinematography in particular is incredible. Uh, it's all these shots of him like just, just in an outline. You don't even get to see him. He's just a figure. He's just not even thinking anymore. He's not even a human. He is just a monster. And so what it is, is as he is killing the colonel, it is then also the people of that area killing a cow or a bull. And so as every swing of his weapon down on the colonel to cut his head off. It's the same swings to cut the head off of the cow. And it's literally just a visual right in your face to say that Not he's really treating him like he's just, he's literally a cow to the slaughter. Like it's just, mm -hmm. it's just brutal, it's just brutal how he's murdering the guy. And so the way that they framed that, you don't actually see the colonel dying, but because you see the cow dying, 
in such a gross way. You know. Uh, it's just brutal, even yeah. though you don't actually see it. It's 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 fantastic. It's it's terrifying. And so I think the the coloring in that, the reds is fantastic. The lighting is great. So the cinematography here is absolutely well-deserved. It might be one of the best films that we've discussed, mm -hmm. cinemat like cinematography-wise. I'm trying to think if there's one that's better. The top of my head, I can't think of one. I, I really think this might be the best one we've seen so far. Mm -hmm. You know, of, of the movies we've discussed. I've seen yeah. better films with cinematography, but of this yeah. podcast so yeah. far, I think this might be the best. Oh, out of the whole entire podcast? Yeah, uh, oh, the Oscar wow. one, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, uh, I, I think so. I'm trying to think of one at the top of my head right now. I can't, you know, I'm just, maybe something will occur to me. But for now, I really think it's the best. I think that final 30 minutes visually just looks fantastic. Uh, the sound is great too. No wonder it won for that. But anything outside of those 30 minutes, Andrea, that stood out for you? did really like his entire journey it was it was very slow to me um they're literally just on this boat and they seem like they're floating down this river for ages and i feel like the boat gets attacked so many different times and you know i think that at least two or three of his friends ended up dying I think it was a pretty brutal trip, and I think there's only like five of them on the boat. I think the boat captain was one of the only people that actually ended up surviving. Uh, so, you know, that was interesting. It really was just a battle within this guy's head, like, all the time. He was always... It was kind of a lot of narration, him talking, letters, and etc. You're so broad. Is there a scene you liked at all? I don't know. I was trying to think. I was just trying to kind of recap it for him. Uh, Sorry. I, I think Adrian's on her phone for most of it. But, no, yeah. I wasn't. Okay. 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 Another scene I really liked. I'm trying to give more appreciation to the first three hours of it. Because for the most part, I, I quite enjoyed it. But another scene that I remember a lot just by the way, once again, it was shot and the lighting, which I guess a lighting category would be kind of lame because most films, the lighting isn't anything too exceptional, but the lighting in this movie really is great. Like once again, with the reds and oranges, it's great. But in another scene in particular, when he's inside the mansion talking to uh, the, the people from across the border who also kind of abandoned the war, they're, they're fine with just staying where they are in this giant mansion they're kind of enjoying the spoils of war without actually being part of the war and they even told him the reason why they are no longer partaking is because what's left for them when the war is over oh, right yeah. like there's nothing left for them outside of this they, they they have a freedom within this chaos and so it's kind of a nice contrast to the harshness of outside the mansion it's so brutal and gross and it's just this elegant area it feels like a calm break before we get to the final moments of this movie and what i liked was once again the lighting the sun is going down and so you get the sunset this orange glow on our hero his face is lit up in this beautiful glow and he is looking at the man who's, you know, enjoying the spoils. He's abandoned his post once again. And he's doing the same thing that the colonel did. And the sun isn't on him. He's not by the window. So he doesn't have that orange glow. And so he looks 
like he, he doesn't see him as a good person right like like our hero has this glow he's kind of holier than thou he gets this beautiful look to him and the other guy the movie's letting us know you know he, he's 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 not a great guy either and so we're at the viewpoint of the hero and in his mind anybody that abandons the war uh is is betraying their country and so he's looks more menacing just based off of the sunlight because he's not near the window really nice touch i think it's really cool everyone else there has this orange glow but the one guy that he doesn't like doesn't and so i think that that's really cool i actually i like that scene as well to be <laughs> honest i kind of forgot a little bit about it except for i remember when he goes and they're all sitting at the table and they're talking about like why they don't like the war and I believe that, like, the one guy had lost, like, a son and a wife. And then the lady, the younger daughter, she said she had lost her husband. And they were kind of just explaining why they don't like the war. And then I remember he got laid. <laughs> nice. Thanks. So were there any scenes you didn't like? It sounds like that's most of the movie. Was there anything <laughs> in particular? there wasn't I didn't have anything like in particular that like I really hated I thought that like it was a little gory at times like I don't know I didn't really like when they chopped his friend's head off and threw it in his lap or the scene where you were talking about where like it was the cutting up of the cow like it was cool like because it was like showing like keep the other the colonel was being killed or whatever but like it's kind of gross (laughs) Yeah, no, I didn't mind that, but I also, thought, you know, I thought the cow was very obviously fake, so I think... What's it? I, no, I, I thought it was a real cow. Wait, they didn't cut a real cow. Oh. Well, they looked like they were wild <laughs> people. <laughs> well, in the movie, it's a real cow, but I'm saying the show, like, the movie didn't cut up a real cow for the shot. Oh. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, Thank that, God. That, yeah, that would be animal cruelty. I would have yeah. been very upset. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we can move on to some of the different nominations it received. So the Best Supporting Actor went to Robert Duvall. He didn't win, but he did get nominated. And he played the lieutenant at the very beginning. Obviously the iconic. I love the smell of apom in the morning. Uh, You said that line. Wait, the lieutenant or the colonel? The lieutenant said that. Oh, okay. Sorry. For some reason, I thought the colonel that went crazy was, was Robert Duvall. No. Oh, okay. So, did you like him? Yeah, he seemed pretty hyped to me. He's always real energetic, running around. Everyone seemed to really love him. Yeah. Uh, do you know what he's from, Andrew? I, I told you that I recognize him. Did you recognize him? From The Godfather? Uh, well, maybe. I, I haven't seen that film. But he obviously plays the father in Four Christmases. Come on, Andrea. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Which, which, you know, it m- might be a hot take, but uh, a much better film than Apocalypse Now. Uh, Four for Christmases. <laughs> That's a classic <laughs> in the making. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, Christmas season, we, we got to represent. Best Christmas movie ever. So, yeah, no, he was great. Um, very little in the film. He's, he's not in it that much. So I was kind of shocked that he got the nomination. But maybe... You know, the the, fifth, the the extra 50 minutes they added to this extended cut, maybe it was all the scenes after him. Like, you know, I'm sure they didn't cut any of his scenes. So maybe it, it seems like he had a bigger role in the, in the original cut of the film. 
But yeah, he, uh, he wasn't in it as much. What about the directing? What did you think of the nomination for directing? I thought the directing was good. I mean, it clearly wasn't my favorite, but I think that it depicted what the director was going for. Long journey during the wartime. Overall, met his goal. Cool. Wow. Very cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought the directing was really good. You know, I, I thought, I, I do think the film was a bit slow, but maybe if we watched the two and a half hour movie, it would have felt more cleaned up. But I thought the directing, especially in the last 30 minutes, so once again, similar to Rocky, um, mm -hmm. for most of the film, the directing is pretty good, but the directing hinges on the ending with how it's presented, and mm -hmm. it's really, really good. So, a well-deserved nomination. Uh, if it won... I would have been stoked. I, it would have been a good win as well. I really thought the directing was pretty solid. Mm -hmm. What about the screenplay? I got nominated for screenplay. What was your thoughts on that? Mm, it was fine. Once again, it was a story. <laughs> it was a story. It was. That is true. <laughs> you are correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, the screenplay is good. It wouldn't be one of the things I would praise this film no, for. Like, yeah, yeah, the screenplay's fine. Good nomination. Sure. I, I, it, it, there's nothing wrong with the screenplay. I thought mm -hmm. for the most part it was actually pretty good, especially with a lot of the dialogue. Um, especially with some of his narration near the end, I thought the, the, narr I thought the screenplay was pretty sharp. But yeah, mm -hmm. you know. I, I praise this film for a lot of things. The screenplay would not be one of them. Uh, but what did you think about the cinematography? I feel like I've been on and on about it. Uh, but what was your thoughts? I feel like you didn't really mention much. Oh, I loved it. I like that was the one thing when you brought it up. I was like, oh, wow, you're right. It really does feel like you're actually going down this river in the jungle, wherever they were. And I, I like the, that it did feel real, like compared to other films. Let me more so production design. The cinematography would be like the camera shots. Oh, my bad. <laughs> ah, I liked it. It was good as well. So anyways, anything else you want to say about Apocalypse Now, Andrea? I think we should have watched the shorter version. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, what would be your storyboard for this film? All right. Um, so for while Andrea thinks of it, for those that don't know, in the 1945 Oscars, there was a film that was nominated for Best Story, which uh, is not an award for any other year except for that one. And so we've kind of coined our own definition for what the best story is. And it is a two to three sentence elevator pitch of the story. So really like it's, it's foundation. So, uh, you know, a little different than the screenplay, but just what, what's its premise. And so Andrea, what would be your storyboard for Apocalypse Now? Man goes on a mission. Man finds other man. Man completes mission. Man, find, man finds other man. man. <laughs> This could be like a gay porno, really. That is not what I was going for I'm here. I'm just wow. saying. All right. Wow. Apocalypse now, baby. All right. Uh, my storyboard would be a uh, man gets sent off to war to find the colonel, hunts him down, and ends up killing him like a cow to the slaughter. There you go. Congrats. Yeah. Uh, pretty much the same as Andrew's, but less gay. All right, so we can discuss our score for the film. Obviously, if you follow us on Letterboxd, we rate these movies from a 0.5 to a 5, since that's the rating scale on the site. And so, for me, 
I'll, I'll go first too. I, I like the film. This is a 4.4, I believe, when we checked. Uh, one of the highest rated yeah, films on the site. High. I believe it's top 20. Yeah. So, you know, very well regarded on that site and by a lot of people online. Uh, it's definitely not a 4.4. It's not even mm, that close for me. Mm. But I'm, I'm going to be a low 4 for now, between a 3.5 and a 4. Ooh. I'll give it a 4. Uh, I, th I think I was leaning towards a 3.5, but the, the final 30 minutes, I feel like it really pulled it over See? for me. And I think for that, I'll bump it up to a 4. It's, you know, I don't, I don't love the film. I... I don't know how often I'll ever watch this movie I don't because think I'll it's. Ever watch it again. Uh, I might want to watch like the original if I can get access to it. I would like to see how the original is. Yeah, that's fair. And and, and I do well, like the ending. If like I'm with somebody that hasn't seen Apocalypse Now, I wouldn't mind checking it out with like one of my buddies that likes these kind of movies. So, you know, I liked it enough that I, I might revisit it with somebody else. I wouldn't watch it on myself, or I wouldn't watch it by myself or with you again. I feel like you didn't enjoy it. But, you know, for now, I'm a low four. I, th I think the film is pretty good. Well, you're saying exactly what I said, is I was saying that the last 30 minutes is what really actually, it kept me engaged for once. <laughs> Whereas the rest of it dragged out. Um, and, you know, I think my score, actually, I didn't realize your score was going to be that low. I thought it was going to be a lot higher. So my score maybe is going to surprise you because I was going to give it a 3.5. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel, like, I feel like it definitely had its pros and cons. It was too long for me. It was a war film. They just stretched things out too much. But in the end, like, we keep talking about the production design. You know, the last 30 minutes really carried it. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say with 3.5. You thought it was going to be higher. I thought you were gonna be like a four point five. Ooh, wow! Yeah, that's crazy. So when you even brought up a three point five, I was kind of shook. Yeah, no, I'm between a three point five or a four. I thought you were between a three or a three point five, so I'm not that surprised. I didn't think you hated it that much more. Yeah. But anyways, so that's our analysis of the Apocalypse Now film, and in just a few seconds, we will be discussing the second movie. And now we can move on to the second film for this podcast. And that would be the, you know, lesser known of the two, All That Jazz, which was also nominated for Best Picture along with Apocalypse Now. And we are now moving on to four out of five, Andrew. We've seen all of them, but the winning film itself. So we are uh, getting to the end of the 1980 films. But for All That Jazz, for those that haven't seen the film or know what it did for the Oscars, it was nominated for Lead Actor, Cinematography, Directing, Score, Original Screenplay, and Best Picture. And it won Art Direction, Costume, and Editing. So it walked away with three wins, which was actually more than Apocalypse Now, which is pretty funny. But those were all the nominations and wins it got. Uh, we've actually both seen this film before, the only one of the five was this one for our previous experience with it. And Andrew, what was your thoughts uh, right off the top here for the only film we've seen before, All That Jazz? So the first time that we watched it, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I think it was really because I didn't want to watch it at all because it just sounded really like dance, musical-like, and those really aren't my forte. But, you know, going around 
On a second glance, I think I was too hard on it. Um, I think I definitely enjoyed it way more the second time. Uh, yes, there was still a lot of singing and dancing, but I thought it all connected pretty well to the storyline. And, you know, I, I kind of enjoyed it. it. Time kind of flew by a little bit faster for me, at least, watching it this time, because it is a little over two hours. And I really like the main character. I like the three lead females. Um, I think they all did a really good job in, like, what they were supposed to portray, like, within the film. Yeah, so overall, I, I, you know, I liked it better than I did before. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm completely with you on that as well. I think all that jazz on the first watch wasn't necessarily my thing. I still thought, for the most part, I liked it. I, I thought it was pretty good. I really think the ending was great. I remember that was what I walked away with the first time I watched it, was the last 20 minutes was fantastic. And this time around... I've definitely liked it a lot more. I think most of the music and songs have a purpose. Yeah. Like you said, I feel like, you know, I'm not a big song guy. I don't love musicals, as we've probably discussed with Oliver and other previous films. But for this one, you know, there's still a few dance sequences that go on for too long, and I start to get yeah. a little bored. But for the most part, most of the music works. Uh, the, they all seem to have a purpose to portray a moment in his life. Uh, and then once again, uh, the last 20 minutes, I think, I think on this rewatch, I can confidently say, I think the ending of this film is one of the best endings to a film ever. I, th I think that ending is awesome. It's so good. Uh, it really ends on a high. And so we just watched it. We're now coming into the podcast and, and I'm, I'm on a high right now. I thought it was really well done. I think it's a good film. Uh, for the most part, uh, I think it works. But I agree with you that the runtime doesn't seem to be that big of an issue. I feel like once it gets over two hours, uh, you know, I'm a little hesitant on some of the length for these yeah. movies. But for this one, it, it's not even a question. It, every moment in this movie seems to have a reason to it, and it does fly by. So all that jazz is really good. Mm -hmm. uh, both of these movies, uh, quite a step up from the first two we discussed. So, you know, we're mm -hmm. kind of working our way up in our terms of uh, enjoyability here. But for those that haven't seen all that jazz, we'll kind of start breaking it apart here. A lot of these nominations feel pretty deserving. I think there's some nominations that it didn't receive that it should have. Like, I really think this film delivered it in all, all parks here. But the movie is basically about the, the lead character here who is kind of going through the end of his career. He's kind of, he's the one that directs all of these dance recitals he does the cinematography and directing for the plays and so he is slowly dying slowly trying to go through his love life with his new girlfriend and his ex-wife and he's still trying to run this place so he's got all these balls in the air that he's trying to juggle and it kind of all comes together when he a bit of a spoiler for most of this movie if you haven't seen it but the you know <laughs> like 40 years old now but for those that haven't seen it uh it's just a bit of a spoiler warning he dies at the end of the movie so it kind of comes to terms with uh the end of him with how the rest of the the film connects but no i think the way that obviously it all comes together with his passing i think it's really well done so the entire movie you know he's slowly dying he's getting worse and worse we get the moment every morning where he's popping some pills and having a shower and putting some 
stuff in his eyes and then saying it's showtime folks he does it every single morning and every single time he does it it, get, it looks worse and worse like he's getting more and more beaten up so you know every day that passes he's he's you know getting closer to death's door there but i thought the use of repetition and obviously mm -hmm. the use of his illness was portrayed really well yeah, no, that was one of my favorite parts was that little scene. That's something I really overlooked the first time. And I think this time I picked on it, picked up on it pretty quickly. That is just supposed to be showing how run down he is making himself. Yeah, and then I think at the very last time, instead of actually saying it's showtime, I think he kind of just holds his hands up in the mirror. And we're supposed to know, like, I guess in his head he's saying showtime, showtime folks. And yeah, I don't know. I really like that. That was really interesting to me. Yeah, this film, just in comparison to a movie that came out this year, is very similar to Tick, Tick, Boom, where it's like a director doing a biopic of his own life. And then also the lead character is portraying him. And then it has very artistic ways of portraying different scenes. Uh, this film has one where they're reading over some lines but you don't hear anything except for the sound effects that he's doing. Only him. No one else, you don't hear anything. It's just silence. Except for him, like, cracking a knuckle or wiping sweat off his forehead or breaking a pencil. Those are the only noises you hear. And that's one I just wanted to point out because this film did not get nominated for sound. And I think it should have at least been nominated just because of that one scene alone. It was so effective. It reminded me of, um, what was the film from last year where the guy was deaf? Sound of Metal. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of like a flashback to that. Um, just seeing that one scene. Because once again, that's something that I didn't actually pick up on the first go around. Yeah. So, you know, they had so many great times where they used artistic choice, including mm -hmm. that scene. Uh, this film did win costume and art direction, and they really used that to its full force here, uh, especially the costumes. I think the art direction, you know, for the most part, might be the only win that I wouldn't say is, like, the best. Um, should have definitely been nominated, but I think some of the designs of the sets weren't, you know, anything that gorgeous or grand, except for the final 20 minutes. But the costumes are great. Every... Every single dance sequence, they're wearing these crazy costumes to represent a moment in his past. Uh, obviously, uh, we can get into now if you want, this moment where he's in the hospital bed, and so he keeps replaying all these things in his mind on, like, reasons to live. One of them is just saying he's going to change his life because he keeps doing pills and smoking, and he's killing himself. So he's saying he, he's going to change if he lives. It's kind of like him begging to himself and God that he's he's gonna be a changed person if he comes yeah. out of this. And then a few scene and then a few dance sequences later, we have him seeing his daughter all grown up in a musical number. So we have all these different scenes of all these different people in his lives. It's great. It's 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 really good. So all the costumes in those scenes work really well. Mm -hmm. Where they're all wearing black, uh, when it's the song about him changing, because he kind of knows death is near. And then the one where she's an adult, they have the makeup and costume to make her look older. When she's, It's still the daughter playing. It's still a kid playing that song. But they kind of make the costume make her look like she's actually lived a life that he missed out on. So I think, I think the costumes play a really great, uh, really great effect to this. Yeah, the costumes are probably one of my favorite parts. So I think that award was very well-deserved.
you know, you can really just tell that they spent a lot of time doing everything. And, you know, I really did like the production design as well. I thought they did a really good job on it. I feel like both of the awards were really well-deserved overall. Yeah, and then the third one it won was editing, which is probably one of the easiest nominations or wins mm -hmm. of this entire year. I think the editing for this film, for anyone that hasn't seen it, uh, well, first of all, sorry for spoiling his death, but second of all, you need to watch it just to see the, the editing and even the directing. I've already commented on it. I think this should have won directing. I think it was one of the best directorial choices yeah. I've seen in a film. I can't even remember all of the examples, but every scene, the, the editing and the directing of, and, and even the cinematography of the scenes is so electrifying and so unique. And I feel like they really, I f really felt like they went all out in this. I felt like this was really a love letter to the director, I, I, mostly because I believe from what I've heard, this is a story about like his own interpretation of himself. And so I feel like you really, like you could feel that the director loved this film. He really went all out for it. He put a lot into it. Yeah, this isn't just some company mm -mm. churning out a film that they think people will like and trying to tell a story that they think might captivate people. This was just a story for himself. And he had such a crazy way of telling it. Most of the time they don't beat you over the head with it. I feel like no. he has the, the dance sequence that allusions to this moment in the past that you kind of start piecing together if you pay attention. Mm -hmm. But I think the only time they really hit you over the head with it is the very, very ending, like the very last shot. I really think they should have just cut it out as kind of stupid where they have the entire sequence where you know he's dying and then the very last shot is them like zipping up the body bag on yeah. his actual body. That's when I think maybe he was just worried you wouldn't understand how impactful that ending was. Yeah. Let me let you know that he died. I feel like everybody knew it. I feel like we got it. Like they said dying yeah. 20 times. So many times. So, yeah. you know, I feel like that's the only time they hit you over the head with it. It might be like the only bad directing choice of the entire film. But aside from that, I think the film mm -hmm. is very subtle with its themes. Uh, you know, as subtle as you can be with giant dance sequences and flashing right. lights. But no, I do think the film is extremely well edited. It was a well-deserved win. Yeah, I, th I, th I thought it was really good. And then I just want to go back to the editing. There were several like moments in the film that the editing was just on point. I, and I'm someone that I don't think I always pick up on the editing. I think that's something I just get lost with sometimes. But I really liked the shot of him, like they were taking him into surgery and on one side was his ex-wife, and he says, uh, I'm sorry for everything bad I did to you. And on the other side was his girlfriend, and he said, well, I'm sorry if, if I make it through this. I'm sorry for everything that I will do to you. And then after that, it flashes back, and it was neither of them. It was just two nurses. He just saw the whole thing. I really, I really like that as well. So, like, overall, 100% deserved editing. I really feel like most of the awards they were up for were well deserved yeah even all the nominations mm -hmm. screenplay fantastic script it we've was... already we've already went into cinematography and directing mm -hmm. but those are both great and then lead actor like i feel like all these nominations were worthy he was really good he it just he was a man that just went down the wrong path and like not the wrong path because he did well for himself but he just had a lot of habits that he couldn't change even when he told him he could change for his young daughter, 
his ex-wife, his new girlfriend. He just, he couldn't do it. So the story, the I think the storyline was pretty well delivered. And the fact that you said this, the director made this about his life, that's, that's actually pretty interesting. I think that's what I heard. Yeah, I wouldn't oh. say that for sure. But yeah, I'm pretty sure this is more of like his interpretation of who he is, like kind of his own self-discovery. Yeah, I think the lead actor was great if, you know, we'll have to see how Dustin Hoffman is and Kramer v. Kramer. You know, but at the moment, like, this is definitely my favorite performance we've discussed so far. No, I agree. I think he so far is the, my favorite actor. Um, and like I said, I think the three females are great as well. Yeah. Surprisingly, I looked them up. The little girl never played in anything else again. That's I not too she, surprising. Well, I still thought she did a strong performance for her age. She's good. Um... And then the one girl only played, I think it was the ex-wife, only played in two other films after this one. And then the girlfriend, she played in other films, but nothing that, like, I really recognized. Yeah. yeah the girlfriend yeah. seemed to be the best of the three, so yeah. it makes sense she's the one that has done the most. I thought so. But yeah, no, I thought all three were great. I'm kind of shocked none of them got a supporting actress nomination. Wow. Especially... They didn't have anything for supporting? No, especially in comparison to... Breaking Away, which had his mother get an acting nomination. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know. Barely anything. Yeah, she was good at supporting actors, but I wouldn't say she was anywhere as good yeah. as some of the girls we had in this film. Not at all. But I'm trying to think, is there anything else we want to discuss in regards to the majority of all that jazz? I definitely want to talk about the final 20 minutes on its own. But was there anything else besides from that that really stood out for you? Obviously, like... I feel like a lot of the editing and dance sequences are really great. I think uh, his relationship with both his ex-wife and his current girlfriend and, and his daughter, mostly, really. Uh, I think all three of them are really great. Uh, and then that's pretty much the whole film. It's his relationship to the art, to his family, and then to himself. Because that's really what the three storylines are. I mean, overall, he really chose his career over everything. Even he had these... Three females that, like, loved him to, to death. He chose his career always. Um, just kind of a party guy. He always wanted to be partying, the life of the party. He could get as many chicks as he wanted. One thing I will say was you could really tell how big he was in his career by the fact that he made such... Um, there was a really racy scene. Um, it was a dance scene where they were on an airplane and he had all the big wigs there watching it. And it's basically they were on this plane and they were just like having sex with different people. And then the one director in the background went over to the other guy and they're like, <laughs> guess that takes the family aspect away. Just to show how big he was. Like, with such a racy scene. It was really interesting. And also just to clarify, I did double check. Uh, this is a biopic on his own life. Yeah, this was the director's, wow. uh, how he viewed himself. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Makes me want to look the director up now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, <laughs> interesting guy. <laughs> but I do want to have, a, you know, spend a good couple of minutes on the final mm -hmm. scene here. And this is where he's in the hospital. We see all these moments where he's reflecting on uh, the future and past of his life. And, you know, that's great all in, on its own there. But then he escapes, he tries to leave the hospital, but, you know, he's, he's losing too much blood, it's, he's not going to make it, so 
He tries to leave, they get him and they bring him back, but because of that, it's too late. He's, he's, he's now going to die because he lost too much blood. And so he has that moment where the, the rest of the movie is pretty much all in his mind. And this is where he's saying his goodbye. The song immediately starts with him saying, I think I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the, that's pretty much the only line of the whole freaking song. You know, you hear it a lot, but I, I, th- I thought the song was great. I think it was the best song of the film. Mm-hmm. I think they ended on a high here. And it's just where he's on up there on stage with a bunch of dancers. He's got a, he's got another singer with him, and they just keep singing. I think I'm gonna die, over and over. I thought it was fantastic. The audience is everybody that he's ever been with and everybody that he knows. He's like singing it to everybody. I'm leaving. Like wish you all the best. And then mm-hmm. he sings the song. Then he walks over to everybody. He first walks over to his current girlfriend and she's with someone else. He's imagining that as soon as he dies, she'll be with another man. But he says his goodbye to her. Then he goes over to his work where he says goodbye to all of his colleagues and says goodbye to all of them. And then of course he ends with his daughter and his ex-wife. He gives his goodbyes to them. A really heartfelt hug with his daughter. It was really, all all this is not happening. This is just in his mind. Mm Um, he's, he's saying his goodbye to his family one last time. And then he goes back on stage at his grand finale. He always wanted to end on a, on a big high. The very first, oh, no, the very first line. But something I noticed on this rewatch, because mm-hmm. I, I, I vividly remember this ending, so I knew how it ended. And earlier in the film, there's a moment where somebody makes the comment, uh, it's better to go out on a high than to go, or, uh, sorry, the worst way to die is to go out without like a like a final act like without like a right. grand act like the, if you don't die like that then that's the worst way you can die and so he's ending his life yeah. on the highest of highs he has his grand finale he comes back on stage sings the song again he thinks he's gonna die he then passes away and it shows him being pulled through towards the camera towards uh, the angel is consciousness this woman that we've been seeing throughout the whole film who um, he reflects we were with. trying to figure out who she was yeah i thought she was an angel i wasn't really sure yeah. conscious yeah. yeah yeah i think i think it's a mix of both i think it's his consciousness because he's reflecting on everything with her throughout but i do think it's still a symbol of an angel because he's planning on going to heaven well, also yeah. because at one point he tells her to leave yeah so I don't know. That's why I thought it was an angel as well. Yeah. And she's all she's all in white yeah, with like glowing light. lights around her. Yeah. So yeah, she's not an angel. She's she's at least intentionally yeah. set up as like, you know, the end goal for heaven. Yeah. So we see him go towards her, and then that's when we cut to the quick shot of the body bag, which was like mm-hmm. probably my least favorite decision, which kind of ended on you know it's fine. It was like a couple seconds. The kids at home now understand he's dead. I guess. To help the kids out, whoever <laughs> were watching this. I don't know if this is a family movie, yeah. but yeah. But that's the ending of the film, and I yeah. think the I think the production design is at its best here. I think the costumes are at its best here. I think the music is like the most exciting song in the film. I, I think it's really great. I love the hug with his daughter. I like how he said goodbye to everybody. Like to him, this was him finally reconciling with all the mistakes he's made. I, I think it's I think it's fantastic. I said it's one of the best endings ever. You know, like I think it's a really really good ending. It's not like Rocky or anything. No, not Rocky. <laughs> but uh, especially for all the movies we've discussed, easily top yeah. five I think for endings. I think the ending is spectacular. 
Honestly, really quick, I just had to show you this because I was like, this is 100% a biopic. <laughs> the guy like just like him with yeah, a cigarette in his mouth the like whole him. time when he was in the hospital, cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, And to be fair, like going out, making a film about yourself that's this wow. grandiose, that's this, this crazy it's well made. crazy that this is how this guy basically saw his entire life. Wow. Insane. Especially when the film is about reflecting on your past and having regrets. It kind of just shows that, you know, he's he's a pretty complicated man that really thought about the mistakes he's made in the past. I think it's pretty great. So anything else you want to say about the the, the finale of the film? Anything else you want to say about the movie at all? You know? Just once again, don't judge a book by its cover. It is a really well-made film. Even with all the dancing and music, you can still really follow the storyline. And that's the part that I enjoy the most. I really like, like I said, once again, the three lead actresses. I thought his daughter was really strong. I don't know. She kind of brought a sense of innocence into uh, the movie for me. Um, And she really thought her... Her dad could change, which, you know, you're kind of like, okay, maybe he will change for her, but he just couldn't. So, yeah, overall, everyone should check this movie out. So, we already kind of briefly discussed a lot of these that I had in my notes here. Directing, cinematography, we talked about those quite a bit. But what about the screenplay? What did you think of that? It was nominated, it didn't win, but what do you think of the screenplay? I like the story. I thought it was good. I think it did well going from, you know, just a storyline to on screen. I thought they conveyed it really well with all the different scenes, just seeing the relationships he had with each individual person. Yeah, I thought it worked really well. Very few things about this film that I didn't think worked. Mm-hmm. I agree. What was your, uh, what would be your storyboard for this film? Um, I think I would go with Man like to party in life, but then man died early. <laughs> Something simple. Um, I would be, you know, a man balances work and relationships before he thinks he's going to die. There yeah. you go. Nice and short. So we both have Letterbox, which yeah. you can follow us both. Uh, I would be at Quinton Phillips and Andrea is at Andrea Train Emoji. No, I changed it. Andrea, Christmas tree. Ah, tis the season. That's right. Ah. For this film, All That Jazz, what would be your score for it? You know, like I said, I did really like it. I think the first time I watched it, I probably wanted to give it like a one and a half. Oh, oh my gosh. (laughs) So I wouldn't just, you know, I did jump up on my score. I am sitting somewhere between a 3 and a 3.5 right now. Oh, wow. Just depending. Uh, So it was a big jump for me, I feel like. Um, It was my favorite, but I can really respect it just because it was really well directed. Yeah. My first time watching this, I was a three and a half. Mm -hmm. I think it was mostly just because of that finale alone. Uh, And so I I have jumped up, not as big of a jump as you, but still a higher score than you. And I'm now at a four. I think it's it's a pretty solid film. I think the ending itself uh, is almost a five. Like I think that final 20 minutes is awesome. Uh, But yeah, you know, it still has its slow moments, but as a whole, a solid four. I, I think it's a really enjoyable film. 
But so anyways, that is everything for this podcast. We have now finished four of the five movies. All we got left is the best picture winner itself, Kramer v. Kramer. And then after that, we got the ceremony. We got to pick the next year. Look at that. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm pretty excited. I feel like my year went really fast. That's everything on our end. We'll see you guys in hopefully a few weeks' time to discuss Kramer v. Kramer. Yeah, I'll see you later. All right, have a great day, guys. See ya. Bye.